horror 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 movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's make our movie? I wonder what we'll be like then. Brains in jars, I'm gonna guess. We're a long way for God knows, son. Slowly Coming out of his mouth. Crawling out yeah, of his mouth, distraction his skin. Right. So he doesn't save them, the bridge goes down, people die, and he's like, oh well, job done. Clarence. Can yeah. we try to take two again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is maybe don't trust sentient hats to make life-changing decisions, but... <laughs> Thanks for your correspondence, Jacobs. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a special Christmas edition of Let's Make an Aura Movie Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Dave. I'm John. And uh, this is the slightly silly podcast. Yeah, I'd say so. Absurd. Absurd. With smatterings of cynicism. Yeah. We give a sideways glance to horror and culture. <laughs> so in this podcast, every episode, yep. one of us pictures a horror movie idea, stroke mm-hmm. synopsis, yep. that they've come up with to the other one. And the other one tries to build on that, extrapolate, improve, and generally add or yeah, subtract yeah. bits. and Yeah, say that bit's shit, that bit's great. Yeah, bit of a sort of verbal melee, yeah, yeah. and then whatever comes out at the end is is the, the movie, gold. is it's the just, gold it's movie. Finished, yeah. It's finished, doesn't need any more work ever. The podcast is normally, well, it's nowadays, it's four acts, so if you go back into the older episodes, mm. it's three acts, but we thinking, where's the, where's the last act? We've evolved and improved, yeah. you know, we've Always adapted. growing. Adapt, improve, and overcome, yeah. that's what we've done, and uh, so now it's four acts, First act, we cover off listener feedback to yep. last week's horror pitch. Which was yours. Which was mine. John, have you got a quick one, two-line synopsis? It was... <laughs> yeah, quick, you say. It's like a nightmarish sort of pre-civilization, 100 BC, look at like other worlds and dimensions, the heads of gods um, through lenses yeah. and mirrors. <laughs> So, yeah. Done. Another way of putting it is it, it creates the folklore behind the uh, Antikythera mechanism. Of course. Which is I, a, of course, yes. Which was a, a real relic yeah. from ancient was, times. Well, I think that I heavily implied that. Uh, yeah, I think people got it. Yeah, anyway, so uh, so that's Act 1. Act 2, John and I do a quick roundabout, a uh, mm. little wander through the yeah. magical woodland of any culture yeah, that we've yeah. seen or read or heard. Your books, your movies, your TV, your music. Anything that's happened over the last two weeks, and it has been Christmas. It has been. I so, have done a lot of culture recently. Expect that yeah. to feature, I think, don't you? Yeah. I mean, no spoilers, but expect I expect Christmas will come up. Might do. Wouldn't be a Christmas special part two without it. Yeah, if we wouldn't at all. I've already mentioned it a lot. It would just be a part two, wouldn't it? I think we've already met the quota of mentions of Christmas. Yeah, didn't So, yeah, you're probably not here anymore. No, it's finished. Um, Act three is the pitch itself, which uh, this week, as you've heard, will be John's, because we're odd numbers still. And if you follow the Twitter feed, it will be a family ghost story. Yeah, because you actually held a vote. Actually, this is a new step for it the is. Lampog. Yeah, you, yeah. you held a vote yeah. on Twitter to see which I'm way to take your... with ideas, mate. <laughs> which way to take your pitch. So if you don't like today's one, for whatever reason, mm. keep an eye on the Twitter feed. Yeah. And then next time John does a vote yeah. what way you want a story to go, get involved, shut the fuck up. Yeah, because yeah, really what's <laughs> happened here is... I, up I, shut up. I gave you all the choice, and you chose what... And this is mm. what you've been given from what you decided. If it's shit, it's on your heads, guys. Yeah. So, you know, I gave you a fair choice. Fair sometimes, whip. sometimes choices aren't all they're cracked up to be. Yes, that's very much what I'm trying to teach people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. And so then the fourth act is normally a quick kind of post-mortem on mm. the said pitch. It's quite often us just throwing back and forth verbs and nouns trying to find a title. That's <laughs> yeah, quite often what it is. Bit of that. But yeah, also in Act 4, pitch post-mortem and then a quick name-brain yeah. search. And also shit that we forgot to mention. Because, you know, we're, we're, we're old we men. shit that we forget and stuff that we get delirious by the end and yeah. so it gets a bit silly. Anyway, so that's the podcast. Welcome to Le Mans Pod if you haven't yeah. listened before. In for a treat. You can catch up with us on Twitter at Le Mans Pod. That's L-M-A-H-M Pod. Mm-hmm. Instagram under Let's Make a Horror Movie and Gmail at Let's Make a Horror Movie at gmail.com. I tend to do Twitter. You tend to do the Instagram. That's it. Broadly speaking, Broadly speaking, there's a little bit of crossover. Yeah, sometimes I go on Twitter to sometimes say, I go onto Instagram. To, to shout into the ether and get no response. Yeah, yeah. That happened <laughs> this very week, John, this very Christmas week. Um, I said, I say, boy, what day is it? Tis the day that nobody likes you on Twitter. <laughs> Found out. <laughs> Welcome to episode one. No. <laughs> Welcome to Act One. Yeah. <laughs> bit of confusion for you all there. Bit of confusion. We're doing a prequel. Yeah, keep you on your toes, guys. There's no Jar Jar Binks, though, so. 
So anyway, here we are in Act 1, which is the uh, feedback on yep. last week's, um, last episode. Was it fact. the Minds of Gods? Hands of Gods? Sunken Gods. Sunken Gods. Sunken Gods. So yes. if you didn't listen to that, then uh, you're a fool. Yeah, you are. You're fucked up. You're a fool. Cause, you've gone um, done fucked up. I have it on reasonable authority that it was a strong pitch. It was. So Strange one. It's one I'd really like to see. Our North of the Wall Mothman Educated and Story Construction Expert, yep. J-Dubs, has written in... Hello, J-Dubs. Hello, J-Dubs. Thanks. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, Merry Christmas. And man. Happy New Year. Hope you, hope you had a nice one. Best to all the mini-dubsers. Yeah. <laughs> the mini-dubbers. Yeah. Anyway, it says, hello from jail. Oh, no. <laughs> Not a Merry Christmas. Oh, I should also say, I don't know if this matters, but it's the subject line is Big Black Tongue. <laughs> which would have been a suitable name for the film yeah it would be a good <laughs> but you know hey might give away the ending yeah. uh, a bit um, anyway. it also give a sort of a false sense of the movie yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true yeah I mean I would watch it I would watch it yeah but it could go any number of different yeah, ways could, if I didn't know yeah could be disappointing to some yeah anyway so he says hello from jail I've had some time to reflect and I think I may have arrived here for one of three reasons okay one I reached out and touched the wrong person. That was your idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two, perhaps I am in trouble for my semaphore, which you broadcast. Yeah, yeah. To which I say, up flag, two up flags, wavy flag. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, he hasn't let go of that old-fashioned language, has he? <laughs> he really hasn't. Um, 2019, mate. <laughs> you can't actually say that in most westernised no. democracies. No. It's just not something you even there. No, I mean, you can't say it with kids. I knew a guy that, that flagged that and he, and he, he lost yeah. his hands. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Right, rightly so. You can still flag with his feet, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Adversity <laughs> just pushed him. Yeah. You can take his hands, but you can't take his flags. That's where that phrase you comes from. You can take from. his hands, but you can't take his feet them. Feet yeah, them, freedom, feet them. Yeah, uh, I mean, if I'd done know, it in the Braveheart. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you if you if you wrote it down, everybody would be laughing. <laughs> so, uh, and option number three for why he might have ended up in jail, it may have something to do with a swimming pool full of dead psychics, not physics. <laughs> in my defence, if they can't give me the lottery numbers, what's the point in heating the water and shelling out for all that chlorine? <laughs> now, I actually should stop there. I genuinely I don't know if you did this. No. I genuinely played the lottery numbers that. I didn't provided well sad to say <laughs> I'm not a millionaire yeah in fact I don't think I'm any I'm any pounds or pence yeah you, you better put a fair, fair bit into that didn't you yeah oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I put, I put all of like, the house I gambled the house on it yeah and the orphanage like I really yeah. thought this would help the orphanage out and so I thought yeah. I'm putting all the orphanage's well, I mean, money you, you've called it an orphanage and it's Christmas yeah <laughs> The kids didn't have Christmas um, or a place to spend it. Yeah. But hey. Yeah, yeah. It's tough life being an orphan. <laughs> so anyway, so J-Dubs continues to say, I've kept this feedback brief as I've had to borrow this from, from Fat Tony. Shout out to the real Fat Tony. And I only have enough cigarettes to keep this for five minutes. Big shout out to Frank for his bleak turn on Goodbye Tomorrow. A really yeah. interesting direction to take yeah. the story. Obviously, if it's an age-related poisoning, the kids will all either die of kid stupidity mm. or age up until they're killed by the rain. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. pretty cool. And thought of that, of course, yeah, they'd all get... Oh, where's the cut-off? Yeah. Maybe maybe when they turn 18 yeah. and they get a bit wet. I think they've got no future. But you'd think they'd have adapted by then. Got, nah, 18, got 18 kids, years. Mates, kids, kids. They're all on, all on, all on iPhones, <laughs> aren't they? All on the tablets. <laughs> they've all got their faces down. Yeah, good point. The pitch this week was a banger. Thanks, Trade Doves. Yeah. Always, always a treat. Yeah, yeah. Um, to stroke the ego, I can only offer a single suggestion. I'd consider adding in a nemesis. Oh, yeah, that's a fair point. This character could arrive with Lagos on the boat and be known to Lagos as an assassin type. Lagos tries to warn Belili and the others. The nemesis has been brought to the island by the usurpers to facilitate the changing of the lens. I like that an awful lot. Yeah, this should add a bit more tension to Act 1 as Lagos keeps an eye on their foe and tries to find out why they've been brought to the island. Mm. This might also give you a decent payoff as whilst the island falls to chaos, we can have a bit of a showdown with said evil type. Yeah. Peace and love, J-Dubs, a.k.a. Billy Shears. Yeah, that's strong, that is. That's really strong. I think that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, Pretty good feedback. Limited feedback this week. I mean, I like to think it's probably because, obviously, most people are off in Lapland. Of course. Yeah. 
doing things on laps. Yeah. Which in and future land. years will be frowned upon, I'm oh, sure. God, yeah. It's all on the internet these days. <laughs> and, um, you know, and that, and obviously it was an absolutely stonking pitch that just yeah, didn't, it was perfect, didn't yeah. you know, engender enough of a response yeah. to... I think that's why you got no feedback from people's jobs to like write screenplays, screenwriting. Because <laughs> yeah. they're thinking, mate, he's done it. He's sorted it. I mean, there's nothing else for us to do. I think they all had a quiet Christmas, <laughs> boring amount of jobs. I think that's right. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I, think, I think you're right. It's also why William Goldman died, is yeah. that he heard that this was coming yeah. a few years down the line. He died he got a single, single he got, tear. He got just, with yeah. The guy that wrote the screenplay for like Butch Cassidy and the yeah. Sundance Kids, A Bridge Too Far, yeah. Princess Bride. Yeah. He, he just gave up in the I'd end. I imagine as he died, he sort of handed what is in his head was a torch mm. to you. And it's kind of like, what's he raising his hand for? Yeah, yeah. And why does he look sort of happy to go? It's like what he allowed himself, once once he understood what was yeah. coming, he allowed himself yeah. to age to the point where he would die ahead yeah. of having to compete, yeah. if you like. It's very much like what happened to like Obi-Wan Kenobi. He just sort of looked into the middle distance and thought, no, I'm all right with this. Yeah, and uh, now he's kept alive in a sort of hellish force ghost purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> Obi-Wan is in purgatory. <laughs> yeah, there's one of the features of him just screaming into the void. The only respite they get is when yeah. they appear on whatever and planet. It's not mentioned in moves, but they have no control when they go. That's why they look really happy when you see them, and then they're just out like a light. <laughs> Back to, Back the to void. purgatory. Yeah. Back to screaming in the void. Yeah. Yeah, well, grim times. Yeah, George Lucas there with that. <laughs> and that's where many chlorians come from. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any more feedback than that. So, yeah, directors, give us a call. Yeah, not all of them. Some of them. Well, yeah, Some well, of them. You I'll pay, you'll, you'll know. I'll pay, either I'll answer yeah. the phone or I won't. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you might be vetted. <laughs> And do you know something I noticed we've, and it's partly my fault yeah. for doing antiqui- antiquarian based pictures. Yeah, old ones. Uh, old ones. Yeah. Is that I haven't had a Clive in, a, well, didn't have one last week. Shit, I could have put a Clive you in. You could have put a Clive in oh, and you fucked Clive. Fu- you know what? Forget it. Fucked. <laughs> We're done. Oh, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, let's make a horror movie. Let's be doing the outro. <laughs> oh god that's, that's annoying um, <laughs> well you can change one of them on the fly oh, but you're what... just going to have to constantly remember and it might end up being a Marcus Marcel yeah alright I've got a character called Rob Man, who's no, now no, called no, Clive no, let's not, let's no, not. I'm just going to put it out there Rob's not right. Clive when you hear Rob folks think Clive yeah, but, so if but... I read Rob I'm reading Clive <laughs> we'll come back to this we'll come back <laughs> to this Welcome to a Christmassy at two. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't know what I'm doing there. I'm visualising mm. a Victorian gentleman, not gentleman, a Victorian yeah. down and out at Christmas. Yeah. But he's still got the manners guff of, of course he's he talking yeah, to yeah, me yeah. up across. He knows sir. his place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm terribly sorry, sir, I bother you. <laughs> I did not mean to get in, in amongst your way as you went about your business on this fine day. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I've got a top hat, but it's tatty. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I've got yeah, gloves yeah. on, but some of them fingers yeah. are missing. Coats, and he's not the first owner it's of It's a coat. grand coat. It was yeah. a grand coat Ooh, in his day. Oh, in his day. It must have been amazing. But now Stitching holds up, mate. It's, yeah, but it's all patchy and stuff yeah. now. Bit raggedy. Yeah. One of the pockets has got a hole in. Yeah bit of straw somewhere about my person you ask him how did he get the coat he won't tell you <laughs> but it would have a glint in his eye <laughs> oh gentlemen gentlemen wouldn't ask me that sir <laughs> gentlemen want want not to know about that about that kind of thing sir <laughs> you know what screw my pitch I want to follow this friend. this is really good I'm assuming then that you haven't done a Victorian Christmas, which is, which is exactly what we needed. Oh, I am. All right, annoyed. next Christmas, folks. Yeah. Just, just head down, heads down now. Yeah. Come up in twelve months, mm. smiling. Yeah. We'll have a bang on Victorian England let's be, Christmas. Let's be, let's be, let's be honest. It's going to be a shit year, isn't it? <laughs> cool. Right. What are we? I've, I've already in Act Two, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah no, that's where we are. We're recovering um, culture. On that note then, I, uh, and this I'm sure is old news to anyone that watched it, probably you as well, but I watched the uh, the Guy Pierce Christmas yes, Carol. Yes, I saw you tweet about it. Did you watch that? I watched it. Yeah. It was really good. It looked beautiful. Acting was full on. There's a big butt coming, I can, I can feel um, it. Yeah, there is a big butt coming. Do you know what it counted against it? It's purely the story's really familiar. That's all it was. 
Like it did everything right and it felt like a definitive version. Yeah, I thought, yes. And it was just that like, oh, that's cool. Kept me guessing though, because obviously they've made yeah. quite a few changes oh, yeah. to it. Yeah. And I think... Um, they really improved the character of Scrooge particularly. They it did. Very good. And Cratchit. I had a bit of a raised eyebrow when it steered mm. into sort of nonce territory. Does um, it? I don't think I got In episode right. two? I didn't watch all of episode two. Oh, man. I watched up until Andy Circus that... goes, oh, I'm going to get on it. Oh, it's <laughs> off. Is, is Marley a nonce? No. Oh, right. No, let's not get into it. You, <laughs> should, you should finish watching it. But I it is good. I thought uh, Guy Pierce was excellent. Ob- was obviously, um, Andy Circus is really good. Yeah. Um, and I'm really, I feel really bad now because the guy that played the Ghost of Christmas Future was really good too. Um, oh, it's Jason Fleming? Oh, that could be, a, yeah. Red I, hair, he's in yeah, The like Extraordinary him. Gentleman, yes. Lockstock. Those yeah, yeah. Kind of movies. Make an actor. I thought they did the scary really, really well. And in all cases as well, Ghost of Christmas Past was beautifully done too. I do think that any future like adaptations are going to have to go some to make Tiny Tim in a worse situation than he is in that movie because he's very ill in that movie. <laughs> like, I remember when I was a kid, he'd have a limp. Yeah. And then he started to have a cough and in future adaptations. And now in this one, it's like, he's he's in a bad in the In the next one, he's got elephantism. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I said but he's the, still tiny. Yeah. I think I said at the time, it's just going to be like a head on a chair. <laughs> Being all like, it's all right. You can do a Lovecraft one and just be a brain in a jar. Yeah. Like whispers in the darkness. (laughs) That's the only way they can go now with him. The last thing I was going to say is for books, if anyone wants to join me in reading, I'm now reading my 26th Horus Heresy book. It is called After Earth. And Mm. we're back with the Primarch Vulcan. Of course, if you're earlier on in the Horus Heresy, just... Strike that from the record because you obviously don't want to know where the Vulcan lives or dies. No, of course. <laughs> so just imagine, just yeah. pretend you didn't hear that. But for those of us who are, yeah. who are up with me here, yeah, uh, at book fifty odd something. Also, as well, didn't they make a film version that with with Will Smith in it, in it with his kid? Well, After Earth, yeah. but Old Earth. Did I say After Earth originally? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Old Old Earth. I think. Oh shit! So I watched After Earth. It's nothing to do with Horace Anderson. <laughs> oh shit. No, After Earth, isn't that just like a Scientology vehicle for Will Smith? Actually, do you know what? One of my culture highlights involves Will Smith. Well, I'll just say that Old Earth is written by Nick Kime, who has, I think he's probably done a couple of the other ones. Yeah, the old Kimester. (laughs) Bridge bridge over the river Kime. (laughs) There's no Kime like the present. (laughs) If only you could turn back Kime. Kime waits for no man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kime is the fire in which we burn. <laughs> Picard. My Will Smith bit of culture is that me and the, and the family went to go and see Spies in Disguise. So Will Smith plays a CGI spy who gets turned into a pigeon. It's brilliant. <laughs> really, genuinely really good. All right. It's a good, it's, 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 it's a real, it's an easy 8 out of 10. Oh, and I would wow. recommend it to anybody. It's very funny. It's very nice. What's the studio? It's animated, is it's it? It's not one of the big ones. No, it's not Disney or DreamWorks. Wow. And it also doesn't have patronising jokes for the adults. Kids loved it. I loved it. Will Smith gave his best performance. Nice. Since After Earth. Kids, no, Spies in Disguise. Spies in Disguise, Spies yeah. in Disguise. Good. Yeah. Any, anything else? Any other cultural... <laughs> anything a bit more relevant? Any, anything that our listeners might enjoy? Um, yeah, I tweeted about this as well. I very kindly got the book by Adam Neville called The Reddening, the folklore horror writer of some renown, which I've taken too long to get over to his books. Uh, it's fantastic. It is. I think I mentioned this to you. You did mention it. You it's gave me brilliant. a quick synopsis. It sounded fucking great. Yeah, real cool. Like cave full of bo- full of old bones from like a few thousand years ago. Just people painted red. All kinds of horrors happen. It's brilliant. Set in the um, set in the UK. So, yep, yeah, set in the UK, Dorset way. I think. Jurassic it's Coast. very. It's very much like a bit like Jeff Vandermeer. There's an obvious love for the for the countryside and for nature and the sort of horrors that it can hide. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Um, finished the American War book that I mentioned last time. It's, that's a masterpiece. It's, oh, yeah? It's, it's, Give us a quick reminder. Do you remember the guy's name? I remember you struggled Umad a little. Umad El Shahad. There we go. And yeah. it was called the... American War. Just American War. I think so, yeah. Nice. If it's cool. not called that, look it up. It's any book you want. I'll have to look it up. Um, yeah, I'll really try cool. and get that up on Instagram at yeah, some no, point. I, I, I would recommend it. I think you'd like it. It's got a fair bit of politics into it, but it's also quite a rip-roaring read. Mm. Yeah, it's great. I do like rip-roaring reads. Yeah. I was thinking we should do a section, because there's so many books I really wanted to talk yeah. about on here that I've already read. Of course. Um, and had I had a podcast at the time I was reading them, <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, oh my God, this is fucking yeah. amazing. And so I kind of want to do that now mm. in retrospect, but... Perhaps we'll save that for another time. Because yeah. I really want to give John dies at the end. 
yeah. that trilogy oh, are, God, are huge. Unbelievably good. It's fucking just one of my all-time favourites. One favorite. of the few things that I've read where I feel like, in, in awe, because it's a, it's a book that in my wildest dreams I'd want to have written. Yeah. Because um, normally you read to thinking, oh, that's, that's the idea. There's, there's nothing I can even like connect to having created that. That, it feels near enough to us where it's like, I could if we were if we were geniuses like that guy, you could come up with that. Yeah, and it leaves you in awe. It's amazing. I can't even think it's of perfect. a good analogy in time. It's like reading a, like a sort of science fiction thriller mm. that's been cranked so hard full of cocaine yeah. and crazy stimulants. Yeah, where it's like something happens at every turn, something yeah. really cool, full and you think, oh my god, that's yeah. fucking insane. If this was a movie, that would just yeah. be the most insane scene ever. A movie, how though. can that? How yeah. I know there's. How can it? How can it get topped? Yeah. And then, like two pages later, that it's fucking topped. Yeah. And it just keeps going like that for three books, and it's the most fun you can have with your pants yeah. on, pretty and much. He, and he balances comedy and horror perfectly in a way that so few can manage to do that well. He is a phenomenal. Also, the main characters are called Dave and John. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that's where, we, that's where we got our names That's from. where we got our names. Yeah, yeah. We're both called Clive, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> and they're by a guy called David Wong. Yes. So a pseudonym. It is a pseudonym, yeah. but you're, that's how you'll find the books. Yeah, look it up. Having said I wasn't going to do that, yeah. we've just done it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's all the cultural shenanigans from me. I don't think I don't think it's, I'd, I'd one, this is not really a cultural thing and may, may even not make it into the podcast. Um, I don't know, I'm a big fan of the Mountain Goats. Um, particularly John Darnell um, sure he mentioned the other day that he's a massive fan of Hellraiser which I thought was very cool because he writes quite poetic quite beautiful music with really good lyrics and he also loves the Hellraiser series which seems mad and I just thought it was really cool that's, that's, it's not it's not relevant but I liked it there you go <laughs> snip I mean <laughs> a lot of people do like Hellraiser yeah and, um, the, and the Mountain Goats are very famous uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of mountains have goats. They do. Great. Not, not enough mountains, if I'm in my opinion. <laughs> it's a truth universally acknowledged mm. that a mountain is often in want of yeah. goats. I wouldn't even count a mountain mountain until it's got goats on it. That's it. Just a load of shit in it. Dirt. Dirt and and the rocks. question is, it becomes existential yeah. after a while because yeah. you start to pose the question of well if you take away the mountain yeah does it become just a goat <laughs> i think yeah that's must mean also on twitter i've posted my top 19 films of the year top 19 yes 19 for 19 oh i see <laughs> very good very um, good yes if interested in that it's mostly horror and a couple of kids films <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, man. Yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah, so, got a lot um, of time for kids' films. Yeah, yeah, there, there's some, some good ones this year. Although, one film I didn't make list, which I really wanted to, but it just got edged out by other stuff, was Dora the Explorer. Yeah. <laughs> really good. I remember when we showed that at the orphanage. Yeah. Um, but obviously... Yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> it's gone now. <laughs> yeah. It's gone now. They're all off exploring. I yeah. mean, if anything... It's probably a good thing that we yeah. showed them that. I mean, because I, they've got a yeah. little bit of nous now, a bit of yeah. awareness about having to survive yeah. out on their own. I mean, I remember when you put them all in that van, you were like, kids, go explore. <laughs> and that's why there's not an orphanage. Well, I was getting them away from you. <laughs> 3DK. Uh, and almost 30. And I yeah. thought, this is getting too dangerous. <laughs> it's a real trigger for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see if this is a real thing or yeah, not. Yeah, 20, 29 kids, safe as houses. <laughs> but if it hits that magic 30... Just see red, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just start throwing fists around. Yeah, I can't, I can't control myself. I'm a one for it. I really am. Well, on, on that note... <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and welcome to Act 3, Gov. Oh, yes. No, that's, that's bad, hold on. Welcome to Act 3, Governor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, all right, so the, the, the obvious caveats. Um, wouldn't, so I, I, I wouldn't I, have one without a caveat. It's not a story without caveats. Um, it's just words, isn't it? Um, so caveats to this one are I came up with the idea quite a long time ago and then it's been banging around for a while and I got quite bored of the idea put up on Twitter and everybody chose to stick with it so you know it's your fault everyone um, I also wrote most of it while watching Captain Underpants so yeah. see if you can spot the influences doesn't it it's basically a listener voted yeah. story yeah. broad story yeah. beyond that it's Christmassy yeah, it's, Christmas, that, it's very Christmassy. It's fucking John's episode. Yeah, Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, it's Christmassy as Jesus. <laughs> well, he was born, I think, significantly before Christmas, wasn't he? Yeah. And about a hundred years before that. Yeah. Um, 
And also, you it's know, it's all a bit wrong. He also I mean, doesn't no, give out uh, presents or anything, does he? Uh, yeah, I always leave a nice, a nice carrot it's out for Christmas Jesus. Christmas is um, Santa. Yeah. I learned recently, yeah. one for the kids. So any kids listening, yeah. <laughs> first f- first note to take. <laughs> yeah. so Are you going pens ready, explorers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, if any of my uh, former orphans are listening, <laughs> um, pull out your tattered bits of notepaper <laughs> and get your uh, bits yeah. of charcoal. Yeah. Um, Deer, male deer lose their antlers in the winter. Reindeer, this is. Yeah. Whereas females keep them. Ah. So it's all girls pulling Santa's mm. sleigh. Yeah, yeah. So Rudolph, oh, is. Rudolph is a girl. Yeah. Either that, or he's a you know a male dressed in antlers. <laughs> I don't know how you is. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm just I saying, didn't know that I didn't know that. Yeah. Who knew? I'm happy now that we I know all it. know. Now we all know. Yeah, yeah, that's no, good. All, it's good. Information, um, yeah, so, yeah. Forewarned is forearm. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're expecting a dong, you're not going to get one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that won't be underneath because of three this year, kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to get a reindeer penis smeared across your coffee table while it's uh, while it's eating the, the carrots. Snail trail of reindeer. <laughs> Oh god! Oh. <laughs> Christmas episode part two. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I just can't get rid of the mental image of a a full size male reindeer smearing its cock across a glass coffee table while it's in someone's living room on Christmas Eve eating uh, some. Co- what do you what do you, what do you leave in carrots? Yeah, leaving carrots. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and smoothly onto the pitch. <laughs> Talking of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! All right, we open on an elderly woman lying in bed. Her jaw drops open lifelessly. There's a time lapse as we see night turn into morning, and people come into the room and try and wake her, but she's sadly already dead. <laughs> it just feels like a weird segue from no, uh, <laughs> how are they dressed the people are they all modern very very modern are they random dress or are they like dressed like oh nurses no no no, no. so it's her family so it's just oh, kind right. of like they're all wearing like pyjamas private residence Pro- exactly contemporary private residence homeowners <laughs> the double income no kids or um, no double income and three kids three kids uh-huh. So it's, this could be the royal family I've just realised well, there you go that might add a little bit extra colour to it my family standing around the bed as normal speed is resumed the camera pans from her dead face round her family end of her bed there are several grieving adults with a few children whose reactions range from bewildered to indifferent day one very day one and what's that like a t- title yeah it's just kind of like day so I mean, I mean you might come up with a date because it's basically a week before Christmas yeah 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 so oh like, yeah, see, like, seven days before Christmas right, right. exactly yeah so day one, various medical professionals come to take the body away while the family watch on. Some of the younger children are taken out for a day by the husbands of the, of the deceased two daughters. It is a week before Christmas, see. Um, Anna, the daughter whose house it is, excuses herself for a cigarette while her sister begins to strip the bed. The ghost of the, of the dead woman stands beside Anna, touches at her smoking, but puts her ghostly arm around her daughter. I'd, I'd, I'd Presumably a, Anna doesn't notice this. No, it's completely yeah, unnoticed. Yeah. Puts yeah. like a warm thing from yeah. the deceased thing. Um, at this point, you could either have that the first view of the ghost or maybe have it when the camera pans round to the family, have her in that shot as well. Yeah, that, that you could, you could do, kind Yeah, of, you could do either one of those. I, I, it's up to you. Which pa- one you pass, passive reveal, maybe? Passive call reveal, it, exactly, yes. Um, day two, the new matriarch of the family, Anna, this is whose house it is, sitting with her sister, Eleanor. And these... Anna and her sister Eleanor are the daughters of the woman who's died. Exactly, yeah. You're so welcome, listeners. Yep. <laughs> so thinking, they maybe so, already had that. I just, yeah. I'm a little slow on the uptake. I think about 40s. Eleanor's a younger one, but both women of age. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So just, just like yeah, yeah, no, yeah. normal adults, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, Anna's sitting with her sister Eleanor discussing the funeral arrangements. Obviously, the service will be done after Christmas, but they're going through options of caskets. All the while, the ghost of the elderly woman stands behind them, appraising their choices. We learn that the deceased woman was named Cassandra or Granny Cass to her family. 
She watches over her two daughters warmly as they're dealing with the situation very well, given how sudden her death was. She walks through the sofa and settles comfortably on it and listens to them talk lovingly about her. Granny Cass closes her eyes contented. So it's just like a little kind of a little sort of quick scene, mm-hmm. really. Day three. Eleanor and her husband, um, Clive. <laughs> Actually, no, 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 he's not Clive. <laughs> I told you, you shouldn't do it retrospectively. Yeah. No, Grant, because I quite like the name Grant for this character. Mm. I don't know why, I just do. Um, Granted. And, yeah. <laughs> um, husband takes the last box of, her, of their mother's things from her bedroom and puts them into the attic. Granny Cass watches on nervously, worried that something will get damaged. Eleanor's husband, Grant, drops a box of old china down a ladder to the attic. Box remains most intact, but the contents are clearly ruined. Granny Cass cries out, and the landing lights flicker for a couple of moments. Mm. Grant rushes down to see if anything has survived, but clearly it hasn't. It's just, just rattling, just broken pottery. She quickly calms down and mutters that Grant was always a useless lump. So she just like sees this stuff happen. She's fucking like, oh, Grant, fucking. So hell. this is dead, dead Granny. Dead Granny. Yeah, so, like... so for, for the most, for the first part of the movie, it's very much from her POV, really. So she's just seen like a useless lump. So her, one of her useless Ste- Yeah, yeah. Just like, like fucking oh, Grant, fucking idiot, thud. That's yeah. what she calls him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sausage fingers, Grant. Rushes <laughs> <laughs> down if anything has survived. Um, granny Cass quickly calms down and mutters that Grant was always a useless lump. Eleanor comes rushing over and sees the mess. She shrugs and says that she hates that set anyway and questions who even keeps a special set of china these days. Just, just chuck it. It's an old-fashioned, really old-fashioned set. Um, uh-huh. Granny Cass looks on, her face unmoving. The lights flicker again. Oh, fucking hell, Cass. Yeah. All over some crockery. Yeah, so she's always in. She's a bit like... She's, she's, she's like seething, which is like, keep a lid on it. You know what I mean? It's, it's just crockery. She's dead. She's dead. She's never going to be able to use it. No, she barely used it in life. Barely used it in life. Barely Who does? Life. Who, yeah, I mean, you know. That's, it's a very old-fashioned idea, but yeah, we've all got them. <laughs> Anna uh, and her husband, Clive, played by Sean Pertwee. Anna and her husband. Yeah. And their three children, Ava. Who's nine? Ooh. Arthur, who's eleven, and George, who's fifteen. Ava, eh? Yeah, interesting name. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I don't know why I came up. With it. I know, yeah. yeah, interesting. All sitting watching the movie. The house looks suitably festive, and they're quietly spending time together. Although George is playing his switch, and the other two children are, are two screening between the movie and their phones. Uh, so that's a Nintendo Switch. Uh, yep. I think that retails about three hundred pounds. One of the best consoles of our generation. Um, can be uh, purchased at many uh, leading yeah. retailers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we will accept uh, Nintendo Switch products. Yeah, Mario um, Odyssey is a masterpiece. <laughs> I mean, this, this is all. This is going to be <laughs> funded by Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it plays a big part in it, doesn't it? It's a good time to mention our sponsorship by Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. I think we really meet a lot of their mission statements. Mission statements. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we're we're definitely in. I mean, there's there's been a few emails that say that's not the case, but you know. Granny Cass is sitting in her now empty bedroom, staring ahead. She looks around at the blank walls. They even took down the fairy lights that had been put up. She silently moves from room to room of the house. As she drifts through furniture, she causes small objects to wobble slightly as they're sort of blown or shifted by the wind. Mm. That makes sense. Eventually, she settles in the front room, standing behind a sofa with Arthur and George on it. She touches loudly at the violence of the games George is playing. Fortnite, that kind of thing. The teenager reacts to the noise, but looks around briefly before returning to his game. She surveys the domestic scene of lazy relaxation with an increasingly disgusted look on her face. Mm. She's a little bit like... <sighs> Losing my sympathy for Granny Cass here. Well, she, yeah. like if, if I was there, I'd be like, look, she'd be you, old fashioned, you need to mate. fuck off, yeah? <laughs> You're dead now. Down, up, or in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> but fuck off yeah. and, and stop hanging around tutting. Get a bend off. We yeah. don't need the sort of slightly passive-aggressive yeah. third degree exactly, coming yeah. out here. Just sort of just silently kind of just yeah, not happy. Yeah, yeah, fuck off. Go and look at the birds. Yeah. Go and watch the birds. You're not going to get cold outside. Go <laughs> under the sea. Go and see what it's like under the sea. <laughs> I mean, why not? Don't spoil the ending, mate. <laughs> You're a ghost, right? You're a ghost. Yeah. And you can move about. And yeah. Like, why yeah. stay in the house that Being you've been in? Being judgmental about a Switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The best console of, of the time, as we've already established. Exactly. One of a Ninten- Nintendo's masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> it um, is. They took the ideas of the Wii U, and they really refined them. 
uh, it's a game changer. It's it a really game changer is. in all different ways. You it can really use is. it. I mean, the Labo stuff for yeah. kids. It's, it's as know, good doctors it is. The portable. controllers that come yeah. off and you can hand to people. Also, the way they're doing ports now, they're getting like good current generation ports mm. with very, very little loss of quality. One, yeah, AAA games that yeah. are very close to oh, how they yeah. are on the other You'd consoles. be a fool not to get one. I mean, wow. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> what a piece of tech. <laughs> Congrats, Stunning. Nintendo! Stunning. What are we two years in, still going strong? Yeah, if anything, it's getting better and better. It's just day. wonderful, yeah. absolute joy. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's really changed whole landscape. <laughs> Granny Cast starts to talk to all. <laughs> <laughs> what a concert! Ah, <laughs> oh my God, the wind! <laughs> Granny Cass starts to talk towards Anna, saying that she's letting her family go to rot, and that it didn't used to be like this. So about that, saying, "Oh, you know, families who used to do stuff and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would watch TV as a family, read board, read books, or play games. During this rant, Arthur farts and belches loudly simultaneously, causing the whole family to erupt in laughter, and mock horror. So like the mum's like, crass, just la- yeah, you know what I mean. That kind Granny of Cass up. is gonna think that's Granny, Granny Cass. Cass, Granny Cass. Crass. <laughs> Sorry, Granny Cass fumes at this, making the whole room dim for a few seconds, shocking the whole family. Annie gets up to check the fuse box, but the lights and TV come back on pretty much within a few seconds. So she gets mm. up, but it's already back on. When the mum is out of the room, Arthur and George gently say that Granny Cass would have hated that. So it's not all bad that she's not here anymore. So they've been a little bit, little bit sort of... Um, they're letting go. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's things big's happened in their house. They're dealing with it like young boys are going to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. They've just sort of been... I mean, how bit. old is, is Arthur? Um, Arthur, I Roughly. think... Roughly. Um, 11. So you've got an 11 and a 15-year-old. I mean, they're Granny not gonna Cass, be. honestly. Yeah. She's been hard on him. Granny Cass hears this and flies from the room, slamming the front door behind her. The door of the, of the room right, behind her. Right. So it's so hard it knocks all the hanging Christmas cards to the floor. Everyone jumps in surprise. She retreats to her room and sits again on the bed, her face distorted in rage. The windows behind her slowly frost over. Day five. Oh. See, this is a, let's be clear, this is a story with very little incident. It's all mood. Uh, I'm assuming so. you're not breaking this into acts, per se. You're not, not really, going to be like, no. but it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be the I mean, we'll all know. We'll all yeah. know just from the cadence of the action and the yes, stories. It'll where, be clear when... Where the, the midpoint yeah. is. And, exactly. I mean, I think right. really we actually are coming up to the end of Act 1 in the next day, oh, actually. There we go. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> day 5. Anna and Eleanor are sorting through huge bags of delivered food for Christmas, then pack them while they talk about their mother and the oncoming funeral arrangements. Eleanor says that she's so proud of her sister for giving a home for their mother in her final few years of life. She starts to cry. She says how good a daughter and sister Anna is. Anna goes to her side and they embrace. The canvas shifts to Granny Cass watching them both. Although her family is still slightly distorted from the anger before, something like a darkening of the eyes, a slight elongation to the face, but not too much at this point. Although her face is still mocked by anger, she smiles and her face begins to soften again. It's clearly a very emotional moment between the three women, even if two of them are unaware of the third's presence. Until Anna says that it wasn't easy living with their mother, and Granny Cass's face freezes. Eleanor holds her sister tight and says that she knows it wasn't. They both know what she's like towards the end. In fact, for most of their lives. There's no specifics here, but it's like, I know what it was like. I know what she was like. I know it can't have been easy. So it's the kind of conversation you would never have in front of somebody. Granny no. Cass starts to raise her voice, demanding to know how she wasn't easy to live with. She gave everything to the girls. How hard was it to have her there, helping with the cleaning, the cooking, and then the rude grandchildren? The two sisters squeeze each other and continue unpacking the shopping, completely unaware of their dead mother's anger. We see one side light flickering erratically in a corner of the dining room, because it's like an open plan. But the sisters don't notice it. During the unpacking, Eleanor makes a joke that they can now have pre-made packet thread sauce without suffering their mum's awful homemade stuff. There's a moment's pause as she says this. So, like, they just have this, have this little kind of off yeah. joke about yeah. the spread sauce. Then all the kitchen cupboards explode their contents, terrifying the women as pots and pans clatter around them. Anna sees for a moment the deformed spectre of Granny Cass screaming in silent fury just as a pants smacks on the side of the head. Yeah. Mm. Um, we cut to the evening where the older children and Eleanor's husband are cleaning up the kitchen. Anna is sitting with her husband, both drinking tea in a bit of a state of shock. So she's shaken by it. Anna is holding some wrapped ice to her head. Clive begins to rationalise what happened as, a, as like a minor earthquake or some kind of draft or any kind of... This is general stuff you, you try yeah, and rationalise yeah, it with. Yeah. All the suggestions are, are ridiculous, but then they have no more rational explanations. 
Anna whispers to herself that she thought she saw her mother, but Clive doesn't really hear this. He just sort of mutters it to herself, but like dismisses it almost. It wouldn't be your first. It wouldn't in be your fairness first thing. to Clive. Yeah, well you wouldn't assume it on the Clive. You would think it's probably not ghosts. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't assume it. You just think maybe the stress of what's happening and everything else is Christmas. I mean, it'd probably be on the list. Yeah, but it'd, it'd be, be quite on, right? far down the yeah. list. You would. You, you'd have all the other silly yeah. stuff you'd think of. Yeah. So Christmas Eve, uh, or, or day six. Anna is still visibly shaken from the events of the previous day. Fortunately, Rob is now off work and he's helping entertain the children as they get ready for Christmas. Oh, you mean Clive or... or uh... I, oh, sorry, yeah, I mean Clive. Yeah, yeah, it's the Clive's off work. <laughs> yeah, Anna is by herself in, in her bedroom wrapping presents to everybody. She comes across a present she was going to give to her mother. They include a rebound book of old family photos and a puzzle of a south coast beach. Um, Granny Cass looks over a daughter's shoulders. A puzzle of a beach. Yes. Yeah, so oh, like, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a landscape. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be abstract. Load of so mud. Was it just a question, me like, what is a beach? What makes a beach a beach? Is it water? <laughs> is it sand? So they include a puzzle of a south coast beach. Granny Cass looks over her daughter's shoulders, obviously pleased with the presence. She remarks that her and her, and her long since departed husband used to holiday on that beach, or at least one very much like it, mm. in, sort of like in the south somewhere. And she's so proud of Anna for being so thoughtful. Anna sadly and carefully puts the gifts back in their carrier bags and places them back into the wardrobe. She allows herself a few tears before continuing with the wrapping. She reaches for her scissors, just help with the wrapping, which uh, Granny Cass carefully nudges to, to within her reach. Mm-hmm. So it's a little kind of, it's a little scene. Yeah, kind of still not scene. loving Granny Cass. I feel like she's going to... Granny Cass she's is a complicated a figure. She's a complicated figure. Yeah. Later in the day, Eleanor calls Anna to inquire how she is after yesterday. And she also just like talks more about plans for Christmas Day and everything else. They're so coming around just talking yeah. about what's going on. Sure. They touch upon a few details of the funeral, but decide to leave all of that until after Boxing Day. Anna tries begin to try and tell her sister about the vision of their mother before the pan hit her, but she fumbles her words and decides just to leave the topic. Assuming it's some kind of grief thing and things. I don't want to stress everybody else. Yeah. As evening falls, George and Clive are all carrying all the wrapped gifts to underneath the tree, and the family all change into their Christmas Eve PJs. In Ava's room, the ghost of Granny Cass is carefully laying out strips of colourful paper, glue and scissors on the girl's desk. She just excitedly says to herself that just because she's gone doesn't mean that Ava and her can't make Christmas paper chains like they always used to. She floats back to admire what she's laid out. Her features still carry some of the distortions that occurred when she got angry before. Her eyes have darkened with only small pinpricks of light in their centre, and her face is stretched oddly. Yet now she's smiling and still obviously Granny Cass, her face isn't distorted to be monstrous at all. Ava is a child who is most visibly upset by Granny Cass's absence. She rarely leaves her mother's side for most of the evening. The, the two boys do affectionately mention her a few times, but again, they're just sort of like young boys. They just sort of mention it a little bit, but don't really dwell on it too much. Um, Anna walks past Ava's room and sees the laid out craft stuff and looks at it sadly. She assumes that Ava did it herself, laid it out as some kind of weird sort of firm connection. Granny Cass is still standing in the corner of the child's room waiting for Ava. Knowing how fragile Ava is tonight, Anna calls Clive and they discuss what they should do. They agree that she should quietly tidy the stuff away, oh. as Ava is not mentioning activity and it may upset the girl further. As they're doing this, ice creeps over the window and the lights hum with energy, implying Granny Cass's silent rage. Ava is, what, downstairs or something? Doing yes, something yeah, else yeah so she's point. just like curled up on the sofa. Hot, um, a mug of fright, some hot chocolate, that kind of thing. And Granny Cass. Yeah, so as I say, this is quite a low key story. You're not gonna. It's not got your thirty dead kids in it. It's not. It's, it's a low key one. I, I feel like she's gonna kick some cast though. Yeah, <laughs> stuff happens. Oh, stuff happens. <laughs> I think not... we've got our title. <laughs> Christmas Day. We see a montage of the family enjoying Christmas morning together. Eleanor and Grant come over in the morning, and everybody exchanges presents. Anna spends most time in the kitchen, but is clearly still apprehensive from her vision of Granny Cass um, from two days previous. There's laughter and fun, but also a sense of sadness as the passing of the grandmother still looms large. Ava's mood is particularly affected by this. So she's still sort of playing and stuff, but there's, mm-hmm. there's like wistful looks and sadness and stuff. Eventually, the family sit down for a large Christmas dinner. The adults are drinking and laughing. The children are playing games with each other and generally larking about, you know, as kids do. Only Anna and Ava seem disconnected to the mood of everybody else. During the main meal, Grant, who's had a little bit too much to drink, makes a slightly on-the-nose joke about Granny Cass's difficult moods. Mm-hmm. Eleanor shushes in with a slight hint of a smile on her lips, and the two boys snigger slightly. And then the fairy lights around the room start to pop and explode. Mm-hmm. Ice creeps at the window, and their breath fogs before them. 
the family all start and kind of like what the fuck's going on sort of thing um grant makes another joke about granny cast come to tell him off before he even finishes his face is slammed hard into his food oh nice the whole family jump back as his head is slammed a few more times into the now broken plate in front of him blood and gravy spill across the table as grant slumps to the floor his face and nose badly damaged eleanor goes to him but she's slapped across the face by an unseen hand which leaves angry red welts on her cheek she falls back in terror this time, both Ava and Anna see Granny Cass's distorted, vengeful spectre in the room. She's silently spitting with rage at her family as more food and crockery smashes around them all. The eldest boy, George and Rob, go to Grant to pull him away from the maelstrom. Grant is unconscious with blood running from his nose and mouth. Ava sees Granny Cass turn to face Rob. Um, Clive. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I should have not done that. She's soundlessly shouting obscenities and threats to Messi as he carefully moves Grant. Granny Cass goes to strike him when Ava rushes forward screaming for her to stop. The ghost turns furiously and rips a deep score across the young girl's face. Ava falls to her knees with blood pouring down her face, but she does not back away. Anna rushes in front of her daughter and faces down the spirit of her mother. She shouts her to never raise a hand to her family. She pulls both Eleanor and Ava close to her as to show Granny Cass what she has done. She tells them not to take her temper and her anger with her into death. That they saw enough of it when she was alive. That at least in death she should be the woman that Ava saw her as and that she should be the woman that she tried her best to be. The storm subsides and the family is left in a scene of destruction and blood. We pan back as they tend to their collective wounds. New Year's Eve. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Fuck off, mate! <laughs> oh no, it is a lot like that, isn't it? Well, man, I'm loving that you've got the reference straight away. Oh, no. No, it's not at all. It's not. Uh, It just made me think of that scene. It really does. (laughs) That scene in Beetlejuice. Oh, bollocks. I just love the Harry Belafonte. as well is also a little bit of a tubby guy. Like the guy in it? Ah, I can help. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it. I'm just just poking fun. I'm enjoying it. (laughs) New Year's Eve. It is a day of the wake. The injured family members are patched up with various bandages and such. Grant and, and Eleanor leave politely almost immediately, so they stay for the service and the funeral, but as soon as they get back to Anna's house, they bid a quick farewell, pretty much. Clive takes two boys out of the garden and, um, for most of the wake and quietly plays football in a cold December afternoon. Um, Anna stands by herself in the kitchen as most of the guests have left. Her eyes well up with tears and she goes for a box of tissues, which moves slightly to be closer to her hand. Ooh, the there end. you go. There you that, go. And that's it. Mate. Very good. I mean, is it? I'm not sure if it's if there's enough. Welcome to Act Four. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that before. Yeah. Well, it. it gives us everything we need to work yeah. with, doesn't it? Um, I think this one is very much about your characters. Yeah. If I was writing a script, there'd be a lot of dialogue, obviously, and the and there'd be a lot more hints between Eleanor and Anna. Uh, how difficult their mum was. I don't know how you might want to do that. You might want to have a flashback or something Mm. to show an episode or some example to really help land that sense of... Exactly, yeah. You know, what the mother is really like. Yeah. What I wanted to do with this was a couple of things. One, to show that families are difficult and that abuse and anger and stuff isn't always a kind of like EastEnders-style yeah. huge thing with a lot of drama. Sometimes it's just a kind of constant sort of, you know somebody's difficult yeah. and you then and the family allows for that. And then when they're not there, you can all relax a little bit. <laughs> but if that person sees that act, sees what their family say about them as a way of releasing that tension and pressure it wouldn't necessarily be good for them yeah i think i think what's interesting is that we construct our social interactions based on a series of white lies yeah in so many ways that we don't even consciously think about it's not even a conscious thing yeah you know you might think of it as politeness you might think of it as manners or decency or whatever it could be all of them none of them something else But under these guises, I think we are all guilty of that because that's how people interact. You can't just be... The people are like, yeah, I'm I'm like that. Take me or leave me. You know, Exactly. They they don't really have friends or get on with people people very well. People are like, oh, it happened to me. I'd fucking tell them. You wouldn't because that's not how (laughs) families work. That's just not... I say it's not EastEnders. I was trying to write a ghost story from a ghost point of view as that a poltergeist doesn't have to be created by some horrendous historic sure. act of cruelty where someone's like, you know, killed us the entire It's just village. a case more of the veil being removed yeah. and it's the weight of those cumulative yeah. white lies exactly yeah. coming at once yeah. that cause the reaction. Nonetheless, yeah. I think you may need something stronger to incite a justifiable response yes. from Granny Cass. 
whether that's showing actually got a streak of cruelty in her yeah. and like yeah. prior to her dying yeah. somehow. I completely agree. Um, or, yeah. or, or whether there is an inciting incident that causes this, but it has to kind of be strong enough to warrant yeah. her ultimately taking physical violence out on yeah. her own family. See, this is the thing, because what, what I was trying to do with this is that her attacking Grant is a bit removed. There's a bit of like tension there anyway, and you imagine there's a kind of Im- an implied tension between the two of them before she died. Nothing major, she didn't like him, he didn't really like her, that kind of thing. And then when Granny Cass sort of loses that, lo- loses her temper to that extent, without the kind of physical things to hold her back, like, because like, she's not alive, she's not weighted with the idea of trying to be decent and trying to... Yeah. She's, she's on the outside for the whole story. You'd want to avoid any kind of senility. Yes, Or, completely. say, mental degradation. Yeah, I didn't want anything like that. As the cause yeah. or whatever. And thus, you would probably have to, thinking... To what I said a minute ago, you yeah. would have to introduce an element of her personality that was spiteful or cruel or yeah. something earlier on in order I to make, make that work. I think um, the flashback would work. I mean, even if it was flashbacks just sort of months leading up to it, just, just little interactions and stuff. Also, I think you might want to make, say, the, the main protagonist actually one of the outsiders. So I'm thinking yeah. Grant or Clive. Yeah. So one of the husbands yeah. who's not a member of the family who perhaps never got on with Granny so, yeah, Cass. I've given them very little in this. Yeah, but there's, I think there's definitely some yeah. meat, potential meat yeah. conflict there. <laughs> conflict I mean, meat, if you like. I think having Pertwee playing Clive, you've got a, you've got an actor there who could maybe add it's more to it. has got the chops, yeah. He can, uh, he well, we'll ask him. We'll get him in during the yeah. writing process. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll... Pertwee, we, we keep missing each other, mate. <laughs> I know um, it's been busy. We've all been busy. Well, we've all been busy. It's Christmas. But so yeah, so that was kind of what I was trying to do. I don't think I've completely been successful. Success, successful. It's there. The structure's there. The the scares and the the characters are there. It's just mm. it's just a case of finessing. Yeah. That. But again, I think there's loads of. I think you had written in maybe two explicit scare. There's a, oh, well, the end a obviously more. was yeah. kind of a sustained yeah. sequence, but but say two explicit points. But you know, yeah. there's so much more room. I think there's for, a lot more. Uh, all, could, yeah. And this is my point about if you followed someone who's more of an outsider, like Clive or well, maybe uh, whatever, maybe then even Ava. shit going on in the house. Yeah. Oh yeah, even Ava. Because Ava, I realise actually she's quite a good surrogate character. Anna and, and, and Eleanor, that's their mum, and there's a whole weight there. Yeah. For her, it's her grandma who lived with them, who did crafts with her and spent time with her. It's also, you know, Anna's house. Yeah. And so she's much more comfortable, yeah. regardless of her. her. She's starting at super comfortable. Yeah. That's her starting point. So when yeah. stuff starts to get odd, yeah. she's still in this massive buffer zone of yeah. relatively comfortable before yeah. she gets into scared. Whereas uh, an outsider like one of the husbands yeah. who doesn't live... Well, I guess the other husband who doesn't live yeah. there. Is it Grant that doesn't yes, live? Yes, yeah, Grant doesn't live there. So Grant, maybe. Or maybe you could switch on his head and have Anna and her husband living in the Grant's house yeah, it's a good with her. Yeah, yeah, they're renting but... their place yeah. out back in wherever the fuck they're from. Which makes the whole, like, it was hard. Bit that, more that, of an astute... Just so... And I, I'm only saying that for the reason that mm. I feel it p- puts you off-centre... Yeah. Everyone, all your protagonists are wrong footed. Yeah, it's not their the house. It's not their yeah. familiar area. You know, it could be yeah. quite remote. It could be old and creaky. Yeah. It, whatever you want to do to just add you potential could, scares everywhere. You could also have a Creepiness. lot more scares happening with the clumsiness of Granny Cass trying to connect with Ava. Because whenever Ava mm. explained what had happened, they would just see a, a nine year old having visions of a beloved grandmother. Ava got the shine. <laughs> exactly. Ava <laughs> has got the shine. Well, names, name ideas. The working title was a really obvious one. Stuff that happens, I guess. Yeah, stuff that happens. Or stuff happens. Yeah, switch. <laughs> <laughs> switch it up. Yeah, it was uh, either Stuff Happens or yeah. Nintendo Switch, yeah. the best piece of gaming tech probably ever invented. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Granny Cass isn't a yeah. terrible shout. Yeah, I mean, also, yeah, Granny Cass, Granny were both things that I thought were Granny. Granny, meh. Um, I like it, Granny Cass better. Yeah, I think, because I do know what. The one thing I was very pleased about, I thought Granny Cass was a good name for her. Uh, Cass for Cassandra? Or yes, yeah, Cass With a K? Um, I wrote it with a C, but it could have been okay. No, no. Um, Let's <laughs> keep it. The working title was A Family Christmas, which is really on the nose. Cass Anova? Yeah. <laughs> That's a word, isn't it? Your ass is Cass. Cass for gold? <laughs> crass. <laughs> Cash asshole crass. What? <laughs> I, I um, quite like Granny Cass. I think that's quite, that's quite neat. Christmas oh, castles. 
Christmas. <laughs> a Christmas cast. Oh, just Casmus. Casmus. Merry Casmus. <laughs> <laughs> Granny's gone berserk. Granny's gone ghost. <laughs> yeah. Ghost Gran. Granny off the leash. <laughs> Please stop Granny. <laughs> I want to use that again. Stop when my Gran will scream and frost the windows. Stop my Granny's dead. Polter Gran. Yeah, <laughs> Polter Gran. <laughs> <laughs> If you made it a black comedy, you could do Polterground. The obvious person for someone like Anna or Eleanor would be Tony Collette. Cars and table, guys. Every time I write a female character, I'm thinking of Tony Collette. The best a man can get. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Casting is the least of my, my worries at the moment. Where do we get to just Granny Cass? Yeah, Granny Cass I quite like... Um, the working title was Family Christmas, which is a crap title. Family it's... Christmas, we, I don't think we can call no. it that. Maybe it is just going to have to be Granny Cass. Cranky ga- Cass Kicker. Cass Kicker, Kit Cass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Done. Um, <laughs> my... The Moon Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my, the ending is more like that Granny Cass is in a state where she's going to try. That's the best you can ever hope for. In right. She just waited until after she was dead. There you go, there's yeah. a title. Try and... Uh, Trying after you're dead. Yeah, after you're dead. Trying after you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> trying dead because she was trying. Trying after in the sense you're in the because yeah. Granny Cass is trying and was trying. She wasn't what? Well, well, she wasn't trying much when she was alive. No, though. but she but she was a trying person, as in like mm. difficult. Mm. So she could be like so you know trying dead. Trying Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's quite good. You looked so pleased. <laughs> it's actually a really basic, yeah, real basic, basic got level. Cream your face. <laughs> I got a real low bar. <laughs> I do know what trying Christmas is actually quite good. It actually relaxed. I think it works quite a lot. I come here and I just sit down and I say words and then yeah, boom, mate. yeah, boom, gold, <laughs> bankable. <laughs> a real scattershot approach, but mate, you, you hit your target. Bankable stuff. In that case, folks, give us your feedback, tweet us your thoughts, input, suggestions, yeah. and the like to at yeah. uh, Pod, L-M-A-H-M-Pod on Twitter. Instagram us with, <laughs> again, still don't really know how you... All of your selfies with your switches you got for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, selfie us. Like, let's see your selfies. Everyone yeah. get your selfies yeah, up yeah. and, I don't know, tag us or something. Yeah, of your Christmas switch moments. Rate and review us on iTunes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, please do. Please do rate and review. If us. you like us, put a rate and a review. Yeah, I mean, for anyone that hasn't yet, I know some people have. Thank you very much. Yeah. I, apparently, it's important. It is, and uh, you know, I do not enjoy begging for stuff, but oh, please. Uh, please, please, <laughs> please, make our New Year's. Uh, please, I'm just going to follow you around. If you don't, go and yeah. go. Uh, please, please, uh, please, <laughs> uh, please. Point to a tablet with the reviews waiting. Or to an empty orphanage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh God, this is yeah. what you've done. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, quite if you want to... God, I daren't. I daren't dream. But yeah. I was going to say, if you want to think about keeping the orphanage open, <laughs> Mate, cash you, donations, you we are welcome. You've always said you, you've wanted a full orphanage. What, wire us the money. Just wire, wire us the yeah. money. Um... Over the old wire. Like how did WWF sponsor like a Jaguar? You can sponsor an orphan. Mate, I mean, it's no joke. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas. So I'm being glib, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No joke at Christmas. I mean, thank God it's not that cold. It's cold. Yeah, it, is, it is cold. Oh, oh my God, it's cold. <laughs> Fuck me. Last year, mate. Woof. <laughs> Ooh, that, was a, that was a rough one, wasn't it? It's cold, but it's not that cold. Yeah, God, yeah. So thank God for that. Look, blessed mercies and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who we thank for that. Santa. Santa. Yeah, thanks, Santa. I think Santa, Santa probably has got a say yeah. in the weather, do you think, for oh, us? Oh, sure, yes. But all through December, do you think, or just a couple of days? I would like 25th, to think 25th, 26th, so. maybe. I would say... 24th, 25th, maybe. Oh, no, I'd say about a week. Just the um, Christmas week, so... Yeah, I'd say so. Just the working week that Christmas yeah. is in, or... Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes, what? I did a week. The working week. Of course he the does. Cri- <laughs> <laughs> so that's lucky, because yeah. he so follows the same calendar as he we does. do, then. Yeah. So that's that's good. And then, But then who controls it outside of those times? <laughs> <laughs>
That's really the big question. Yeah, it is. The world on everyone's lips. Well, you can, you can hear that on... Because that's one of the topics of big questions mm. are on the podcast. Yeah, it um, is, yeah. Who so- controls the weather? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's three hours. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. But it's it's ancient aliens. <laughs> what's uh, what's what, what's the next episode of Big Questions going to be about? <laughs> I think it's just rocks. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, what are they? What are they? Well, not only what are no they, one but what, it. what are they about? <laughs> Where have they come from, and what what language are they speaking? <laughs> and what do they want? Exactly. And are they a threat? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is <laughs> spoiler. Oh, <goodness>. spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're a threat. <laughs> <laughs> they're ancient <laughs> aliens. <laughs> oh dear! All right. Oh, fuck. Anyway, so uh, yeah, hit us up and hit fast. Yeah. Give us five stars yeah. and Jeremy flash us on flips or yeah. whatever it was. Have a happy new year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and have a great, great new year. Happy 2020. That's us in the future now, so we can all relax. Yeah. It's like oh, it's it, all worked out. Oh, <laughs> we, I've got one of those said, you know what I'm getting next week? Oh, yeah. Uh, you ever seen Elysium? You ever seen that yes, movie? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember like the Medi Pod Bay thing yeah. they got in it? It's um, similar to the one I guess they got at the towards the end of um, Prometheus. Yes, yeah. Yeah, got getting one of them. Oh, nice. Mm, it was twenty twenty, isn't it? It's good that you've cleared out all the orphans first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before they get their grasp of hands on it. Well, I mean, I so I had to. I mean, I couldn't afford it without the. Yeah. Obviously, you know, land is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a realised capital for the future. Yeah. You know, these orphans. <laughs> take up space weren't they I just sort of realised one day they were just meat sacks <laughs> <laughs> money pit meat sacks I like the idea of you sitting in your in your big chair as that thought crosses your face just an epiphany I had yeah. anyway that's uh, but that was that was it I mean they would still regardless I had that feeling sure mm. but they'd still be happily yeah. or in their orphanage yeah. if it hadn't been for J-Dove's giving us I don't want to say the wrong lottery numbers yeah but I will say they weren't the ones we yeah. asked for. Oh yeah, rate and review us, please. <laughs> I, iTunes. Yeah, we're we're also on um, fucking hell. We're on loads. We're like Castbox. Yeah. Spotify. Podbean. Yeah. Splat. Splat. Mm-hmm. Whip it up. Tringle. <laughs> yeah. <Splat>. Mucky tummy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you're doing the work there, mate. I'm oh. not. You you are making that horrible. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> All right, let's make a horror movie, everyone. Bye.